Hello. Hello and welcome back to High and Dry. Jamie and Sky. So this week we are a little more rogue. And it's our last episode of the season. It's our last episode of the season. Thank you so much for being here with us on our journey. For being our friends. Mm -hmm. For listening. For listening. We hope we've helped you out. For hate watching. I don't think we have that many hate watchers because it's not as exciting. Come on in hate watch i don't think whatever if i was a hate watcher i would get bored listening to us i don't have any i used to maybe like hate watch a youtuber or two yeah not anymore they're on time or care but like yeah even like having a finsta like i don't have a finsta anymore i don't i used to have this is like i don't think this is that embarrassing i had that app that told you who unfollowed you oh yeah i used to i used 20s. to have that in my earlier 20s yeah. but yeah. It's, it was exhausting. <laughs> and, and also now I'm like, who cares? Who cares? But at the time I did really care. Yeah. But now I'm like, I don't care if you no. don't follow me and I still yeah. follow you. It's just not that serious. No. But back then it was that oh, serious. Oh yeah. We cared so much. I cared so much. It's In crazy. our 20s. And now, well, we're going to do a little recap of the summer and just, I mean, our 20s are, my 20s are over. I turned 30. You've You're accepted about to, it. I turned 30 yeah. in a week, everybody. Yeah. It's a big one. And here's the thing. I thought, obviously around 26, you know that the next big birthday is 30. Yeah, 26 is a weird one. Because 25, you're 25. And then you know 30's coming after that. Mm -hmm. And I felt weird about it. And then I felt good about it. And then I felt weird about it. And then I felt good about it. And then and now? when the reality happened, I freaked out. I had a mm -hmm. full-on blown... So I'm going to Edmonton next week. Originally, I was just going to go to Edmonton to hide for my 30th birthday so I didn't have to celebrate it with any friends and I could just like literally pretend it was like any other day and just Edmonton is like my parents' house is just so amazing to hide because like mm -hmm. no one's there. <laughs> and wholesome, sweet wholesome, family. See the family. But I was really just I wanted to downplay it and now I'm reconciling with it. But it, I, it doesn't feel good. I don't. And I think it's important to talk about my life as sure. roses and daisies, of course. being alcohol free. Like I'm hotter now. My life's and better now. But like I uh, have struggles. It's okay to feel weird about it. Like I think what you're going through now with 30, I, I went through at 25 and had a like bit of a meltdown. Really? Yeah. And then I accepted it and like I've never it's I've never looked back. I've I I had meltdowns a lot cuz I was never where I wanted to be. This feeling is different than that. Well, it's like the end of the first chapter of your adulthood. I just think that I'm freaking out because I feel so different. Like for the first time in my life, all my 20s, I was turning 21. 22, 23, mm -hmm. I never felt like I was actually really maturing or getting older. And that's probably because I had like a pretty active drinking problem. Yeah. And that's what happens like to addicts is that like their life just doesn't just progress at the same by. time and it just yeah. keeps passing by. And I think that now that I'm 30 and I have a lot to show for myself, that makes me freak out because mm -hmm. I realize like I am more mature. I am older and I can mm -hmm. see and talk to people who are younger than me and see that I'm older than them that just freaks me mm -hmm. out does yeah. that make sense yeah and it's like it could be a little sad looking at your youth in the rearview mirror like you're not getting it back it's a little it's a little sad mm -hmm. but it's also it's bittersweet because it's just the next it's this beginning of the next yeah. chapter that's going to be so beautiful and like so enriching and full of life we've gotten on top of our drinking problems and now we're helping other people hopefully do the same and mm -hmm. it's just going to get better and better i've found 
It's just got every year gets better and better. Every year it gets better and better. I get better and better. Mm-hmm. I also think there's like some reconciling with like the shame of my 20s. Of and course. Like forgiving myself. And I think it's so hard when you are 30. Oh my God. And you start to reflect on who you were in your 20s mm-hmm. and see that you just didn't know the things until you knew them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you have didn't to go through know. It. And it's just a number. I, when I was seeing somebody, he was sad thinking he was old and mm. i was like we're not old we're young oh, snap we are out of young. it we are snap out of it young. we can feel sad about it you can feel your feelings but just know that there's still so much more to live and on his birthday we were like hugging and this old man walked by and was like literally was like oh to be young again I looked at him and I was like, see, we are young. And of course, it's all relative. We're old to compared to a 17-year-old. We're young to a 90-year-old. There's just course, so much more to I come. I don't feel old. I just feel in between. Yeah, That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I don't feel... Well, we're also keep being like, oh, but you're not and you're in the prime of your life. And it's like, I get that. But I feel like I'm in purgatory. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not 25. I can't do that stupid shit. I don't have like a husband and a family yet. Mm -hmm. I'm just in this like purgatory of limbo. I don't. It's like I'm striving towards my goals and I'm making up for lost time that I lost to like drinking and partying in my 20s. And like I'm not embarrassed about that. I'm proud of myself for that. But it just feels like. Yeah. And it's also like in a sandwich in between here and there. It's an age that where people are all over the map. Yeah. I don't don't relate to the 22 year olds very easily. I don't relate to the 30 Uh year olds that are married in Edmonton and have babies. But even people who, even the people who are our ages, there's some who've quit their jobs, given up everything and are out traveling the world. And there are ones who are married with two kids. There are ones who are getting divorced. There are ones who are starting an empire, like whatever it is, people are all over the map at this age. And it's very transitional. So it is a weird time. It's exciting. It's scary and it's sad, but just embrace it yeah 100 like, percent. it's scary and 30, sad you know what and they like, say what 30 flirty and thriving baby that's us <laughs> hello like jennifer garner obviously look at her no i do i know that but it's like <laughs> it is like being in limbo yeah yeah like for the first time, kind of, you're not do everyone's not on the same path. For sure. Everyone, like some people live like they're still in college. Some people have babies yeah. and families. Yeah. Some people are traveling the world. Some people are monks. Like, and I know it's always kind of like that. Everyone lives their own life. So yeah, I am feeling horrible about turning 30, uh, no. but it's but it's okay. Yeah. The thing and is, you won't is forever. No. The thing is, is I have so many blessings in my life. I'm very, very grateful. But do I feel like shit sometimes? Yes. And does being sober help not feeling like shit? Yes. But sometimes you still feel like yeah, shit. Yeah. About and like what and- it would be better? You're sober and you're on top of your shit and you're getting after it, your goals at 30 or being 26 and a drunk mess, still having a bit of that youth, but being a drunk mess with no purpose or direction. Yeah on king street like i'd choose 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 yeah obviously they say that the that youth is wasted on the young mm-hmm. because you just wish you could go back and be your 21 year old self mm-hmm. and your fresh 21 year old and i've talked to so many professional athletes that say this like they wish that they could be 30 in their 18 year old uninjured bodies yeah and then yeah. do it because yeah. obviously you just have so much more discipline. Of course. You're so much older. You have so much foresight. It, it all comes with its downfalls, yeah. right? We wish we could go back and know what we knew, would know now, but you can't. Yeah. And it wouldn't be the same. Like, sure, you might have to be more like there's always 
the good and the bad and the bad and the good. When I was turning 25 and had no right to be as upset as I was, I was in Indonesia about to turn 25. Mm-hmm. I was 24, about to turn 25. I had been traveling Asia, like living my life, like so present. And I was like, oh my God, I'm turning 25. Like mm-hmm. I'm so old. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like literally like cried the night before my 25th birthday. And I was living a dream. I was like in the islands oh. with my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. And then I snapped out of it and I'm like, you know what? Some people would do anything to turn 25. I'm so lucky to have another day alive. 100%. And more life is just more life given. Yeah, I do feel that way. I just also feel like shit. Yeah, Like I like okay. a part of me is grateful and all yeah. the things and I wish I was like perfect and it won't, in it that won't way last. that I could just be like, namaste everybody, mm-hmm. I feel amazing. But yeah. I just, I'm gonna snap out of it. I still, I just, yeah. I think it's just like a shitty time in my life. And you're not alone through. to feel like that. So yeah. many people turning 30 yeah. will feel the way that you're feeling. Yeah. It's not gonna last this No, feeling. and I know at 31, like there's gonna be great things things coming i just don't like it yeah and that's okay but you're gonna ha- you're going backcountry camping with your brother in yeah, alberta whitewater rafting we're going horseback that's riding. so nice it's gonna be phenomenal magical, magical all the things mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a great time it's just like yeah sometimes what are you most excited for your 30s or 30 to flip it it's good that's what are you looking forward to Good question, Jamie. I think I would say the thing that I am so excited about turning 30 is all my hard work is starting Mm -hmm. to pay off um, Mm -hmm. with the podcast, everything we've Mm -hmm. learned about social media, everything that I've learned about myself and just like the grind that I have for my future and the hard work that I'm able to do. And I think that's something I realized in the last couple of years is I think for all of my 20s, So I was like pretty chubby and then I lost weight when I was 21 and became significantly better looking and then I got a drinking problem. Um, And male validation was just like everywhere for me suddenly for kind of the first time in my life. Like I had had boyfriends, but I didn't have like guys in the room like liking Mm -hmm. me. So when I I was partying a lot in my 20s, I just like kind of thought society, I guess, or my girlfriends or like girls I would work with at restaurants that were really pretty kind of just told me that like I would get saved by a guy one day and like I would just marry like a finance guy or whoever and they would just give me this life and then that would be my purpose like having a family at the end and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that but I kind of just thought that and I had and I mean I think there is something thought, wrong with that well like but I'm not hating on someone else's yeah. like life goals but I for me there is something wrong with that mm-hmm. for other people that's their dream and great for me there was something wrong with that but because suddenly i was like pretty i um and that was like a full-time job kind of i valued myself on that and i kind of just thought that was my life's purpose and eventually my life would revolve around a man even though i was like i was dating single whatever in my 20s i always kind of knew that that was a finish line at the end of my 20s was like just kind of giving up on all of my dreams and just mm-hmm. having a family And because having a family wasn't really like a huge dream for me growing up. Like I didn't like dream of being the bride as a little girl. And then when I quit drinking, I like reconciled with a lot of that, that that was like this narrative like society had created for me. Obviously, a lot of like wealthy guys or whatever were hitting on me. And that's like a lot of the route that a lot of like my girlfriends that were working at restaurants went like they got Mm -hmm. pregnant with the finance guy, like 27, 28. They got married like a lot of the girls I worked with in my early 20s. Sometimes when I'm washing tables at night at the restaurant job I work, I think about that and think how I should have married rich. But that's a different story. So I reconciled with that and I thought to myself, okay, 
who am I? What do I want? And because when I quit drinking, it was such a hard fucking thing for me to do. I realized like, I'm a fucking animal. Like I can do this. Like I can do anything because I quit drinking. And then mm. that went into acting. And I was like, I can do anything because I quit drinking. I could do acting like again, I'll pursue it again. I could start a podcast. I could start a brand. Mm -hmm. I can do all of these things. I can get in whatever shape I want. Mm -hmm. The sky's the limit. And I'm my own person for the first time in my life. Like even when I was single, my life revolved around men. And for the first time in my life, my life revolves around me and my goals first. Mm -hmm. And then men are kind of like, I would love to meet someone and fall in love. I've been in therapy working so hard on myself to like be able to make a healthy relationship happen for myself. But I also am just like, I'm good. I have purpose for the first time ever, mm -hmm. like for myself. And mm -hmm. I think I used to be like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't revolve around men, but it's like, okay, well, it does though. Because mm -hmm. like you're posting the story at the gym so a guy sees it. Yeah. You're not just going yeah. to the gym or you're not being like, wow, my body is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like kind of that, but more like, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that I'm most excited for my 30s because for the first time, my life revolves around me yeah. and not yeah, totally. other people sure. or not men particularly. It's a huge year for us. Yeah. Like we started the podcast. We're doing it. We're going after what we want. Mm -hmm. We're putting ourselves first in therapy, focusing on us and like female relationships and yeah. forming. And male good... relationships too. Like, like I sure, said, I would, I'm so open to love. I've worked really hard. Oh, yeah. and I like definitely would love to yeah. fall in love. I, it's not that I'm not open to it. It's a time where we're putting ourselves first. Yes. Like I'm in a relationship. Like yeah. Of course, like I... You still put... But I still... First. Yeah, I still like... He, and he knows yeah. like... And he's so supportive of that. But it's like I probably wouldn't have even been able to hold the relationship I'm in in the past when I was... I wouldn't have been no. able to be in a healthy relationship. No. And I was... I was never. Like even when I was in relationships, I... I didn't realize how unhealthy they were at the time because I myself is so unhealthy. I'm just like, I would never want to go back. No, it's good I would never want to go back. I'm not like, no. oh my God, let's yeah. be 25 again. I guess I think also like I talk a lot about this in therapy. I'm afraid of the future because for the mm -hmm. first time I've met myself at my full yeah. potential Yeah, and I'm not afraid to meet myself at my full potential anymore. But now I'm like, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. This and is the unknown is always scary. scary. It is That's why so unknown. People are so scared of the ocean. The thought of space it's so terrifying because yeah. it's like things the abyss of what we don't know the future is always that yes. even when you can set things up and plan things and anything can happen at any time it's always scary but and it's always there but you have to just live despite all of those yeah. things and there that's the only way to grow and like get better is Absolutely. to like dive in head first yeah and i think sometimes my growth scares me it's like of course you know when scary. you're in the gym every day or whatever like let's say three times a week and you do a strength program and then one day you lift something that used to be heavy and it's light mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god or you mm -hmm. run a distance that you used to think was hard yeah. and you're just like what the fuck i can run this no problem mm -hmm. you get stronger that's like I'm just astonished at my own emotional and mental growth mm -hmm. that I'm afraid. Of course, in doing this, like we can yes. do something and be and I successful <laughs> and be, well, I was wanting to do yeah, it. Of course, yeah. you really wanted to do it. And in moments of fear, I was like, let's go, bitch. Yeah, and yeah, you're like, like okay. Scary. I'd never gone after things that like yeah. I was always like my worst enemy would mm -hmm. stop myself from actually going for the things that I wanted to because it was easier to fail if you don't actually try than yes. to like try and fail and get up again yeah. that's a scarier thing but like whatever leaning to the cringe like who cares I, yeah we could care less now no right? I mean I could I could never 
care less because it's like I have two older brothers and a sister. Like I've heard all the things. Whatever someone's gonna like, I have two older brothers. That's how I think I can't take it. My captions on Instagram, like (laughs) my brother. They once when I was traveling Asia, and I would like post like all these like poetic like yeah yeah you know long winded like I remember that chapter. Yeah, I I still would. But my brothers, my sister would send me Snapchat series of my brother dramatically reading. all of my captions and like being so cringe. can you give an example like we have to give the because okay. i was there for it okay. i had you on instagram but you need so okay. jamie's 22 23 24 24 my here's one like i have my the exact same eye color as my dad right like literally mm-hmm. exact same eyes and when i was in asia and like away you know and away from everyone i posted this picture or at some point i posted this picture or my dad was away i think he was in asia at the time he was gone for a few months and I posted this picture and like you see my eyes really clearly and I posted a picture being like <laughs> being like um like I don't get to see my dad right now something about like you have the exact same eye color so I get to see a bit of him every day when I look in the mirror oh my god <laughs> no yeah no. my siblings to this day well not. I'm like my dad thought it was so cute he loved it I still I stand by that I'm like that was beautiful that if I could read it right now like I'm just paraphrasing but like if i read you the caption it's very sweet and beautiful okay i can write it might be cringe if you would read it 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 would if nicholas sparks saw my captions he'd be like i'm taking you on as a writer right now and not to say he's you would make an amazing nicholas sparks writer 100 writer's craft in high school and creative writing i would like your soul is nicholas sparks yeah a hopeless romantic like it's not the type of writing i would actually want to do but yes and my dad thought it was great. And I'm like, make fun of me all you want. Whatever. Oh That's so, a, some people like, okay, brothers are amazing and they're needed in life to make fun of you. But like people who overly make fun of other people and are like, oh yeah, not, like, who are not hobbies. siblings. Who are not siblings. Yeah, it's like people who talk to you like a sibling when they are not your sibling are not okay. No. I'm like, that's... Oh, I know. That's our or thing. like guys, I've dated when a guy guys for talk a while to you. Once. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Men do that to me. I know, and it's like, why would I want to be made fun of? Why would like, I have two brothers yeah, for that? Like, I have an older brother thanks ridiculous yeah ridiculous why do they do that i'm like you because they have issues they do they have serious issues and like why even are older brothers so mean <laughs> well they're brothers they just that's their love language. yeah they're they just brothers they like you. yeah you don't want to see my family chat my siblings no, chat i've seen your family chat and yeah. sometimes i think like what your brother said about pushing the button about which one pushing the button oh yeah 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 <laughs> i still think about that oh that's anti-semitic yeah i still laugh sometimes when yeah, i push the yeah. button and when someone's standing there oh yeah so basically he said that like you know when you're standing yeah. at a light and you push the button even though somebody's already there that means you don't trust them that they yeah, push that the they push the button like properly he's yeah like, what the fuck is that yeah and he's like in fact it's anti-semitic yeah and every time someone's standing there and i push yeah. the button i'm like you're an i'm anti-Semitic. an asshole yeah i'm anti-semitic yeah. yeah you don't be that person but i do it because i hope that maybe it'll just go faster if <laughs> it's had too. multiple clicks like come on do they know more especially than one. in vancouver it's like the lights are pedestrian controlled not so pedestrian controlled no okay no. one of my issues here yeah but 30 it's a beautiful thing i've been 30 for about almost half a year now yeah my oh it's actually like a month away my six month anniversary anniversary of 30 30. (laughs) september 17th mark your calendars mark your calendars we're Um, celebrating we're celebrating and i used to always remember it because like i was obsessed with the jonas brothers and nick jonas who was like my favorite has your half birthday no his birthday september 16th a day after my half birthday i'm like we're destined for each other he's married and i'm in a relationship but um yeah i think he's also he's not it for me anymore and i met him on camp rock too set when i was like 16 
peak of my 16 year old life. I saw him live in Edmonton. Oh yeah. I saw them when front I was row when I was 16, front row at the Rogers Center, the Jonas Brothers, Demi Lovato. And I was like a diehard posters all over my wall. And the day after, or two days after I got to go on set to Camp Rock 2 and be an extra so for like a the week. Best three days of your Are life. you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Wow. It was everything. And life's only gone downhill since then. Yeah. Jamie was like a childhood fan oh, girl. Yeah. Like Huge. she was like one of Drawing those people at Much Music of, that yeah. waits outside of Much Music oh, yeah. for the people. I would go to all the Much Music events. I would draw a picture like Justin Bieber. I drew a picture of his face and gave it to him. <laughs> and he, he was he was impressed. We were like 15 at the time. He was 15. I was 16. Maybe or something like yeah. that yeah and he was like thank you so much the security almost took it away without him even seeing it and then he saw it and he slapped it down and it was like wait he's like did you draw this and i was like yeah and he was like that's really good and i melted shout out yeah. to justin Justin was really nice i, I met justin yeah. and he was delightful yeah he's, he's a nice and that was in my partying in my 20s yeah. and that was during his like when the media didn't like it yeah, when he was like a bad and boy. he was an absolute sweetheart yeah. he was so nice and Canadian there was like boy. 15 like it was like a private party yeah and everyone like he was just so lovely and yeah. I, I was confused because people were really mean to him in the media like yeah. he was obviously for what he's been through he's turned out it's so crazy, incredibly right? and, and even like, for not what he's been through at this point but at the same time he could be in a cult i could see him being in like some cult and not because he's christian but like just because he's so under the radar and so, mm -hmm. that level of fame oh. fame is a cult it's like being uh -huh. famous at the level of justin bieber you have your own cult you yeah. were in the justin bieber cult going yeah. drawing a picture of his face like yeah. the dear leader and yeah. bringing it to and him, him. Yeah. and being like justin yeah. here like but it's that not is... it's like ashton kutcher's so famous he's not culty jared leto cult leader well, he has for a sure cult. He, he has a cult. he has a cult he has a confirmed he's cult. probably killed people like i would bet money that he's murdered he's probably put blood all over himself or something uh -huh. and he had like i remember theo vaughn talking about going in that bunker of his he has some like crazy <laughs> like military bunker in his house yeah what's going on in the bunker I don't know. Definitely sex crimes. Allegedly, I'd say worse. You well, think? and he's, I know he's a probably pedophile in his late, in his thirties, trying to meet up with like 17 year olds yeah. like that I knew personally. 18, really? like, yeah. Wow. We're just airing our all our Jared, celebrity Jared laundry today. There's a I lot. Love it. There's a lot. Yeah. Who's your favorite celebrity you've ever met? Oh my God. Name one. That I've ever met? Yeah. Ryan Gosling. You met Ryan Gosling? Twice. He was lovely. He was so nice. Yeah. And he's everything that you think he is. In oh, more. yeah. Oh, he's just he's top dog. And my dad's worked with him, too. Said he's a lovely guy. Wow. Yeah. What about you? I mean, that just came to the, I've met a lot, so I don't know. But like he's Drake. One of, Drake was lovely, too. Drake was very nice to me. Yeah. And I said, you're really jacked in real life, Drake. <laughs> and he said, thank you. So he went, <clears throat> no, I have to do it better. I said, wow, you're really jacked in real life, Drake. And then he went. And he was wearing like sweatpants, like designer sweatpants, and he smelled really like the good. Softest, he, the softest, the yeah. And when sets. he hugged me, he just like enveloped me, like in yeah. manly, like safe mm -hmm. love. Like that's how Drake's mm -hmm. hug feels. Just like you know that feeling as a woman when you when you get a oh, yeah. sweatpants hug. The second time I met him, and he, the way he is like that, and he had this velour set. Yeah. It was like the softest thing. He gives ever. me this hug, and he goes, and then I'm pulling out of the hug, and that's when I say, "You're just really jacked in real life, Drake." And then he goes. Cause like, that's what my observation was feeling uh -huh. his body against mine. Then he lifts up his muscle and he goes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I got after it this morning. Oh Do you want to feel my muscles? And I was feeling oh. his bicep like this, looking uh -huh. at him in the eye. Is your least favorite celebrity you've met? Oh, okay. And, and answer that. And who's the drunkest? Who's the drunkest celebrity I've ever met? 
Yes. And who's my least favorite celebrity. celebrity See, what's interesting about all of this, Jamie, is that I wouldn't have any of these stories if I didn't have a drinking problem in my 20s. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Truly. No, I wouldn't have been there unless I had an... um, How famous do they have to be? Like, famous. Not like TikTokers. We're talking like Hollywood. I don't think I've ever met anyone from Hollywood that's like, like a huge asshole. No, like mm-hmm. I served Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello at um, my restaurant in Toronto I used to work at. And they were okay. They were very nice, but they didn't have a lot of pizzazz. They didn't have a lot but of that's star not, quality. That's not to dislike. No, I very much liked uh-huh. serving them, but they had- but The worst one I met actually. And he probably, well, no, he's probably an asshole. Like oh. Will Ferrell. And I actually can't even say I met him because he wouldn't even say hi to us. I was at Much Music at a thing for him and Zach Galifianakis. Oh, so he was at work. Movie. So it yeah, wasn't like he, he been on. in a restaurant when no, he was no, no. with No, no, no. He was like with teenagers. Wow. And so he wouldn't even turn around to be, nice. to be there promoting this yes. film. And Zach was cool and like stoned out of his mind. And Will Ferrell wouldn't say, like, wouldn't speak to a single person. Wow. And I, maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he was but, sick but you're of doing work, the circuit. But he's at work. You're promoting the film. Yeah. And like, he's at work. This isn't making me want to go watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a Will Ferrell fan. And I've heard, you know, I'm sure if he wants to turn it on, he's great. And he's so much fun yeah. to like other, but I think he can be an asshole. I, I bet that's true. And him and Adam McKay's breakup, like, you know, Adam McKay, like writes yeah. and directs, like all of those movies. And they were like best friends and had this like yeah. long relationship as yeah. friends and they'd work together, make films over adam mckay kind of crazy because like they would you make all adam these, mckay no he oh. would be so so cool but it's because he was gonna they were gonna make a they would make all these movies together and then adam mckay there was one they were gonna make about this like basketball player but instead of like asking will if he wanted the role he gave it to john c Riley, mm. and will lost it on him like couldn't and was like we're it's over our our work relationship our friendship done and like never spoke to adam mckay again wow narcissist 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 for sure mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't think i've ever really met like a openly okay. mean celebrity if i had to guess someone who is mean at a restaurant like because mm-hmm. like I, well i met drake at a restaurant and i met the beebs like through people but mm-hmm. if i had to guess someone who's probably terrible to serve at a restaurant my number one answer would be kendall jenner oh god i think yeah. she's very Maybe mean at restaurants i think like Haley bieber's her. up and down yeah and has grown up and seen the tiktoks mm-hmm. about her and yeah. so she's probably she's very trying. nice now and she's t- trained PR, and does other yeah. things yeah Kendall, I yeah, think, she's is just like so cruel. Yeah. I think that there's yeah. a meanness in her. Yeah. Not a good so person. So she'd be my least favorite person. My dad's worked with some bad people, I guess. I yeah. mean, like, works in film, so there's always people. Who's the drunkest? <laughs> None of the celebrities I've ever seen are drunk that much. You've partied in LA. I've never partied in LA. Mm-hmm. I think the most fucked up I ever saw people, and they, it's not like they were doing anything. They were just like, were bugging out. Emma Roberts and Evan, Evan Peters were behind me during Calvin Harris at Coachella like 10 years ago, and they were oh, fucking rolling. I bet that. Rolling. But yeah. they, they were fine. Like, they, they, had were, like a, they had like a toxic and a relationship. Very toxic relationship. Right? But they were, their eyes were like three feet outside their heads. <laughs> what celebrity would you want to meet the most? Oh my They say God. don't meet your heroes, I know. but who would you meet? I know. I've had, yeah, there's some I wish there's I didn't meet. There's some that I wish I didn't um, meet. I met one of my favorite singers tried to sleep with me two weeks ago. Oh yeah. But and that I was a good messaging. thing, right? I stopped messaging. Because he's just drunk he's a drunk mess. He's a drunk mess. And yeah. I don't want to. And he's not your type. Music. And I he's not my type. Yeah. And singers aren't really my type. 
The one who though, Imagine is, Dragons. Yeah, would, Imagine would, okay. Dan Reynolds. I right? would is pretend to like Imagine same, Dragons. Same. I would lie to him. He is. Up with him. He is and proper, Morgan Wallen, obviously bald. But like, Wallen, he's not good looking. No, like you just love him. Like I think people are finally starting to accept that. Like Morgan Wallen's not attractive. When now he's bald, it's like he looks like a naked no, mole rat. Because people like him, no, but he's not. He's like he's hot. No, he's really good at he's, baseball. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It doesn't matter. It so does. we're ugly baseball players who girls think are hot because they're baseball players. Because here's the thing is it's like an evolutionary thing where it's like, of course, listen, success. The and- ugliest man in the village can shoot the most deer and provide and feed mm-hmm. me. I'm going to fuck that guy over the pretty boy in the corner that's picking berries. Sure. I'm going like, to go get the guy who and can fish. Hotness is subjective. Hotness to what is subjective likes. for that reason. It's a survival instinct. Yeah. Morgan Wallen. He can throw a ball fast. He can sing and stuff. He's smart. And he's a drunk mess. Okay. I'm going to get him sober. <laughs> yeah. In 10 so. years, Morgan Paul and I are going to be married and happy and he'll be uh-huh. sober manifestation. It's uh-huh. a new moon. Yeah. It's uh, a new moon, I folks. Hope manifest. I hope that for him. Dan Reynolds, Imagine Dragons. Proper is. He's so hot. Like enough that I had an awful human being that I dated tell me that Imagine Dragons was better than Nickelback. Mm-hmm. And I was well, like, they're like it's so over. different. He was like, Imagine Dragons is significantly better, but than they're Nickelback. just different. And also, just like, but it's not true. Like Nickelback is like the eleventh best-selling band in the world, and my favorite band. He was just mean. He just wanted to say that my taste yeah. in music sucked, and yeah. he just wanted to be a hater mm-hmm. at the time. But I love Imagine Dragons. Once I discovered what he looked like, oh yeah, and he's always shirtless. There's this clip when he has his shirt off. I, mean, I saw. Well, it's like that's probably part of how they even get fans because come on. I think a lot of men some like of their music him. is good, I guess. I don't know. They've had some hits. In first year university, those engineers that paint themselves purple and do mm-hmm. like run around naked and are purple. So they do this like ritual where they paint themselves purple and they run around the quad. And so much Imagine Dragons would play while they did mm-hmm. this ritual. And it would happen every year. I was in I couldn't university even think for of one song. Um, I'm waking up, I'm coming down, I'm not drunk, I don't fall down. Okay, that's the one. That's the only one? And thunder, oh. feel the thunder. Okay, it's like yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. like, it's a lot of like university events. Like it'd be like, like, like do you remember in elementary school and there was like stomp? And it was like an extra extracurricular where you could like make music with like and Vegas like you've heard of stomp and, in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like people who were into that grew like up Imagine to like Dragons. Imagine Dragons. Yes. Precisely. Precisely. And that's very few people I know. Yeah, like I've never so. heard someone say that Imagine Dragons is their favorite band. No. But I've heard a lot of people say Nickelback's their favorite band. I yeah. have. Sure. They might not admit it openly. Well, but you're one of those people. They're in the closet. You're in, you're, no, you're out here. You're out of the closet. I'm out here because I'm proud yeah. of who I am. They're just not my favorite band, but like Nickelback? have respect. Well, obviously. No, of course not. But you love that I love it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah and just, I now enjoy them a bit more. And you have I know oldies, chat a bit. So I it's vibe. like now I like. I yeah. like yeah when you put on the vibes oh I yeah, like yeah. yeah yeah I don't know I guess I haven't uh, even if I did meet people drunk I was probably drunk I was mm. probably yeah see that's another thing it's like meeting any celebrities that I met when I was partying I was I actually was like mostly sober when I met the beeps mm-hmm. but yeah I was drunk meeting a lot of them but sober yeah. for a lot because I didn't start drinking till like yeah 17 all your much music meet and greets yeah you met a lot Honestly, not that many of much music, but yeah, oh. more at TIFF, like film oh. festivals, LA and just like, yeah, I don't know, knowing people, I guess. Yeah. Being here, being there. Mama. Mama yeah. Deb. <laughs> Mama Deb. Being a celebrity herself. Stop. Mama Deb's a certified celebrity. She's a certified baddie. Oh, yeah. 
But yeah. Should we play uh, Am I the Asshole? Yeah. Are we assholes? Are we sober assholes? I've actually, this is a fun game. I don't know if you guys know Am I the Asshole, but basically it's this game on Reddit. It's not a game, but it's like a conversation style Mm -hmm. forum on Reddit where people say, am I the asshole? And then they give you a scenario and they ask you if you're an asshole or not. And I thought that this would be great today because I've actually been looking into I am the asshole a lot lately just with sobriety stuff because lately, like I've been hanging out with some people from my past from Toronto Mm -hmm. and I, I just realized how much I've changed. Also, I've been working all summer at a bar and the writer's strike has been on with acting. So my auditions have been slower. So I've been working a lot in the bar industry around a lot of drunk people. And I have kind of felt like an asshole lately. I just, I realized I don't really like to be around drunk people uh-huh. very much at yeah. all. And we'll get into it if you're an asshole or not. Yeah. So let's play I am the asshole. So am I the asshole for appropriating the word sober? This happened on Friday. My coworkers were planning on going out to a bar after work to have some drinks together. I don't particularly like to drink or go with coworkers, and I've learned the easiest way to get out of it is to just tell whoever invited me, thanks, but I'm two years sober now. Nobody has ever tried to pressure me into going when I say that, unlike when I try to make a different excuse and then my old coworkers are just like, come on, we'll get you an Uber, it'll be fun, yada yada. Saying I'm sober immediately shuts them down. Anyways, another coworker overhears and congratulates me on two years of sobriety and told me she just celebrated her first year too. I quickly and quietly told her that I wasn't really an addict. I just say that because people don't ask me anymore after I say that, but I did congratulate her on her year. She said that I'm an asshole for appropriating language when I don't actually suffer from addiction and that saying I'm sober takes away from those who are actually addicts. I told her I'm not using it to seek validation or anything. It's just the best way to shut down coworkers asking me out for drinks. Should I use that term anymore or is my coworker overreacting? Hmm. I think she's kind of an asshole, but I also don't think she's an asshole. Listening to it again a bit, I'm like, you're not an asshole for not wanting to go like at all. Like people should respect what you're saying. But you're kind of an asshole for like being like, that'd be like pretending you have some illness that you don't just to get out of something. Like you don't need to say that. But she didn't say she was an addict. She just said she's been sober for three years. Sure. But that may make this person feel more comfortable to open up to her because then they're like, oh, we have a shared experience or we have, Uh like, you don't need to say that. You can just own your shit. Sometimes if you say like, I I personally say, oh, thank you so much, but I don't drink. And then when they push it, I'll just be like, honestly, I'm not interested in being around drunk people today. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I just say that. Mm -hmm. But like I was sitting at a wedding last weekend and I was sitting beside a girl I didn't know very well. And I said, she said, oh, do you want to go grab a drink? This girl is very sweet. She just wanted to make friends like at the wedding. It was like it was like one of those weddings where you don't really know. No one really mm-hmm. knew anyone there. So mm-hmm. like it was like we we're trying to, you know, how you become a click at your yeah. table. You try to make it through. So she goes, would you like to grab a drink with me? And I say, oh, no, thank you. That's so sweet. But I actually don't drink. And she's like, oh, wow. I really support that. I one of my friends is a heroin addict. Like so random. And I was like, oh, okay. Like you're just assuming that I'm an addict. What if I was pregnant? What if I was this? What if I was that? So it is odd because like if you say you don't drink, even if you say you don't drink, a lot of people will make Mm -hmm. an assumption that you're an addict and you Mm -hmm. can't help that people think that even if you aren't one. Mm -hmm. So if you just make the societal choice to not drink. 
But I think that's a difference between being like, I'm two years sober, come to be like, oh, that's actually a lie. Like, it's kind of weird to say that you're saying that to someone who then is like, oh, okay, maybe this person in their first year of sobriety is yeah. like, has felt uncomfortable, whatever. And then they have this person that they feel they can relate to a bit. And then to be like, oh, I'm actually lying about it. I just don't feel like being around you guys or I don't want to drink, like whatever it is. It's kind of weird. It's like, do you think that if this, I think what makes it not okay is if this person who, is it about not hanging out with the coworkers or is it about not drinking? Because if she's maybe a bit of both, she said, but, like, I don't really like to drink. Yeah. So it's like she might just not like it, but that doesn't, you don't need to lie. It's just so weird. It's like, just have the balls to say what you actually yeah. feel. It'd be like saying, like, if I can't participate in or I don't feel like participating in some physical activity, if I'm like, oh, I have this physical ailment. And then someone's like, oh, I have that, too. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I actually don't. I just that's so weird. That's very true. You know, don't lie about it. If you don't want to be there, that's fine. And that's one thing. But I don't think it's I, it's like whatever to appropriate the word. People use it in so many different yeah. ways. Or I don't really care about that, but it's more just fully lying. It's kind of weird. It's kind of an asshole. So I you're think not an asshole if you drink, if you are drinking regularly, or even if you're a drinker at all and you're saying that you're sober, you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. But if they just don't like drinking and they're saying that they- I'm two years sober. two years sober when they don't drink and they're just like uncomfortable being mm -hmm. in social situations, then maybe they do have a problem. They're just not ready to admit yeah. to themselves. Yeah. And that then they're not appropriating that word. They're mm -hmm. just not, they don't know what to do. And maybe she, this person doesn't, is struggling with addiction, mm -hmm. doesn't know how to get out of it, is saying they've been sober for three years because that makes people shut up and leave them alone. Mm -hmm. And then but they're in denial and saying, I'm not an addict. We can't assume that because she didn't say it in the question. She did say that she doesn't like drinking. Yeah, she doesn't like it. But she didn't say she that has a she problem. Doesn't. She just said, I don't like it. Which is like, some people don't like how it makes them feel. They don't like how it makes them feel the next morning. It doesn't mean they have a problem. She says, I don't like, I don't particularly like to drink or go out with coworkers. Yeah. So it's like, doesn't like to go out with people. Yeah. Also just doesn't like to drink. But like for a long time, I was like, well, I don't, I realized I didn't really like drinking when I got sober. When I look back, I'm like, I had a problem, but mm -hmm. like I was in, I was like, I'm not an addict. Uh, some addicts will be like, you don't count as an addict. Mm -hmm. You're appropriating, get out of the sober Many people space. might even say we're appropriating. Yeah. Because I'm not, I like to do mushrooms yeah. or I like, yeah. we'll do some edibles, whatever. Yeah. That that's not like sober, sober but I think it's different from someone being like I'm two years sober come to be like oh no I just don't really like to do it I'm not I'm not celebrating any I'm not yeah. it's so weird to say to someone like if it's just not true yeah so that part you're a bit of an asshole but you're not an asshole if you don't want to do these things but other people are assholes if they can't respect you saying I don't want to go yeah that's the thing like, too you can like just not want to be there so like you're an asshole but you're an asshole because other people yeah. are assholes yeah I agree everyone's assholes everyone's an asshole Am I the asshole for saying I don't want to date someone who is sober? So I have a friend who is sober by choice. Friend is in quotes. She pressured me to drink when we were underage, which I wasn't comfortable with for a number of reasons. She flipped um, and mocks and judges me very harshly when I drink now. We, we are in our mid-20s. I cook with wine at least once every few weeks and will have a glass of wine or two when I do that. I also enjoy going to tastings like once every couple months and having a cocktail at parties. It's been sunny. I've been having a glass of wine or sangria a little more frequently because the neighbors and I hang out on the porch. So it sounds, they're making it sound so far like they're not a big drinker, this person. Mm -hmm. May I say that? Yes. This conversation was focused on dating. It was my friend and another girl who at the time of the conversation I didn't know very well. My friend asked something along the lines of, would you date someone who is sober? 
The question was only posed to me as I am still the only single one. I started to respond that I wouldn't want to date someone who is drastically different drinking or eating habits than me. But then I was cut off by my friend. She started telling me I was shallow and bitchy. I was not being open to dating a sober person and even called me and my family alcoholics. I just want to date someone with the same dietary wants and needs as me. Am I the asshole? Sounds like they're both assholes. <laughs> I think this person, okay. You think this person has a problem? I think this person has a problem. Yeah. If they're yeah. actually drinking how much they say they're drinking, yeah. a glass Nobody, of wine every three lying. weeks, this is what I'm saying. But if they're actually drinking the amount that they're saying they're drinking, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just having a glass of wine. I have a couple glasses of wine when I cook yeah. dinner every few weeks. It shouldn't really bother you that you're like, if you're only mm -hmm. drinking every couple of weeks, mm -hmm. it shouldn't bother you that you're with someone sober. Mm -hmm. But they're friends or it's, they wanted, they're talking about dating, but they're friends. Yeah. But then they're saying about dating. Listen, if you like to drink and get on the booze, you like to go to breweries, that's part of your personality and you like wineries and you have like a passion for wine and winemaking and culture, then yeah, you probably shouldn't date somebody sober. Unless like you, it's really not that big of a part of your life or enough that like you have other things, other compatibilities, other things in common, mm -hmm. then maybe it works. But otherwise it doesn't. I'm sober and I'm vegan. I have dated a guy that was, I mean, at the time I was not sober and he definitely was not. And he was the biggest meat eater, which like didn't bother me so much. Like I was more to, able to compromise, but my veganism was such an issue for him. Not compatible, didn't mm -hmm. work. Me being sober, I don't feel like I have to date someone sober necessarily, but it can't be enough of a thing. Like if all they want to do is drink wine and go to the wineries and all that stuff, that's not going to work. It's, I don't think you're an asshole if you like to drink and don't want to date a sober person. In the same way, it's fine if a guy who's such a meat eater and loves steaks mm -hmm. and all that doesn't want to date a vegan. It's not personal. We're just not suited, mm -hmm. right? I totally agree. I, I don't think not wanting to date a sober person makes you an asshole. No. I think that I don't want to date a drunk yeah, guy. Yeah, we don't want to date all, drunks. At all. Like even this, I'll think a guy's hot. If I can smell alcohol on his breath when I'm talking to him, it's an instant mm -hmm. turn off. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I, I don't really want anyone in the drinking lifestyle at all. And if that means I'm single, that's fine. Like I've no, been sober there's long enough, enough guys out there that I've are... also just been sober long enough that I know dating drinkers yeah, doesn't work. Not... Like when they call me at 3am and are mad mm -hmm. about or jealous or insecure over nothing, like all of the stupid fights people get in usually are drinking. A lot of the divorces are initiated because of drinking. I find that like, I don't really argue with guys when we're both sober mm -hmm. ever. We talk through problems when we're yeah. both sober. Ever. Really only stuff comes up when you're in a relationship when yeah. someone's drinking. I am never drinking. So it's usually on them. Yeah. And I've gained a lot of self-awareness not drinking. I definitely could date someone who has a glass of wine here or there or whatever. But like even if he just can't wait for Sunday to come so he can get f absolutely fucked with the boys at golf it's just like disgusting and I don't want to be around it. When mm -hmm. someone's sloppy drunk in their 30s, mm -hmm. I don't want to be around it. And I sound like a judgmental cunt. Maybe I'm an asshole. I just, it's just not what you want in your life. It's just not what I want in my life. Yeah. I don't like to be around it. And it's a turnoff for me. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. Especially like when they're not meeting their goals and they're partying a lot. Like, no. Sometimes I feel like I'm an asshole because I have little to no sympathy for people who are hungover can't fulfill their duties or can't or want to like leave work earlier if it's a shift thing or mm -hmm. you know what I mean or if it's like take less responsibility mm -hmm. for things because they're hungover 
no sympathy. And I was that person in when I was mm. an addict. I've had so many hungover For hangovers, sure. Of course. Where I had to like leave work or yeah, whatever. Where you're like, like laying naked on the bathroom <laughs> floor, like you just threw up, you're oh. trying to order pizza, like the bath the cold Pitying bathroom yourself. floor underneath you and you use a towel as so a blanket. Good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you just think like this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but am I an asshole because I have no sympathy for them now? That's I struggle with that. And a I don't lot, want to Jamie. be around it. Yes. Being around it is that and I'm not out often, but recently with the friend yeah. was around someone like severely hungover. Yeah. It was triggering. Being around that person. It was, was triggering. triggering for me too. Yeah. I don't like that feeling. I don't want to go back there. Yeah. Even though it's like it's not my I it makes me feel that I am hungover. Me too. I don't like that. And like all of the feelings that come with a hangover, like the anxiety, yes. the depression, shame, and the shame, all of, all of it, and absorbing it but is But are really, we assholes? I don't think so. I don't know. Like my mom and I have been talking about that a lot, judgment and mm. how it's like, I don't really like to be around a lot of people who are super drunk or have drinking problems um, when they're drinking because I can see that they're hurting themselves. It's not like something fun. They are openly just hurting themselves and I have empathy for them mm. and I don't like to watch them hurt themselves. And a lot of the what looks like judgment comes from like, it's like watching a kid just like hurt themselves or a yeah. dog like yeah. pick its scabs or, yeah. you know, when like like animals are upset, they'll hurt themselves mm -hmm. out of anxiety. That's what it's like no, watching. No, but I have more sympathy because I love animals. But because but it's they don't know better. They don't know better, but that. humans exactly. do. And my mom was saying, that's so funny that you'd say that because my mom was like, well, yeah, but you would take an animal who's hurting themselves to a vet to get a drug what's the first thing we do to an animal that's hurting themselves like you know if it's two dogs and their best friends and the one passes away mm -hmm. that animal like the dog will like like tear out all of its fur or mm -hmm. do something to hurt itself mm -hmm. to feel something to deal with the anxiety of losing um their best friend and then when you take them to the vet they give them a drug and i said mom but we give ourselves drugs we're humans mm -hmm. so we can drug ourselves the wrong drugs mm -hmm. we give ourselves yeah. these drugs yeah. to make ourselves more anxious to make ourselves yeah. more depressed mm -hmm. you know yeah I I really struggle with it because it's like if you don't want to be around someone, what does that mean? That you're are you, are you an asshole? Are you judgmental when your lifestyle doesn't align with some of your old no. friends? No, because I struggle also, with that a lot. Yeah, that's a big lesson in feeling you're going through right now, especially yeah. in this coming into your thirties. Yeah, and like being sober. From, well, being sober now and different from people, friends of your past. All of my twenties, I'm different than almost everybody in my twenties, yeah. and I feel like that's something that's. A lot of people and are and we've talked about it before, but people fear that in approaching sobriety and wanting to do it for themselves, but being like, who am I going to be and who are my friends going to be? How are they going to tolerate me? Mm -hmm. What will my life look like when all of my friends are this way? And that's hard. Like, I'm fortunate in that like a lot of my core best friends either don't have drinking problems and we're always there no matter what, like from being younger. And I do have friends I've made since you know or in my party and you have friends with drinking problems but still, even they yeah. know that they have drinking yeah. problems yeah. i think a lot of people that i know don't even think they have problems and if that makes it hard because yeah. i can't even help them and it's they're just so like, at the forefront yeah and they're though, just like shut the fuck up sky she so, was so yeah. strong and then like, they do make me feel like an asshole because they're like why don't you shut the fuck up so uh -huh. i'm like okay mm -hmm. no i don't think i don't think we're assholes <laughs> are we I wonder a lot. I don't think so. I wonder all the time if I'm an asshole for that stuff. I don't think so. Especially because it's your life. You're allowed to not want something like that in your life. Think what you want, feel what you want, pass judgment on others. And that's fine. Like you let them do their thing. Mm -hmm. But you're not allowed to not want that in your life anymore. Right. And that doesn't make you an asshole. 
And if they feel it is, it's because that's their own ego attached and they're just like down in the dumps about themselves. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you're allowed to like not want something like that around Mm -hmm. in the same way that like when I was in the worst of my drinking, it was fair if people didn't want to be around that. It's not, it's not an attack at who I am to the core. Like they love that person, but it's like how you behave and show up in the world that people don't want to be around. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be around like drunk, belligerent messes. No, no, I don't. I just don't want to be around it. I don't want to argue with someone that's wasted about dumb shit. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I don't want to listen to a girl drunkenly being like, "Eh, eh, eh, eh." (laughs) like, I don't care. They're like zombies to me. And I know that sounds like, like I am an asshole. And I sometimes think like maybe I am and that's just okay. And I just, it is what it is. Yeah. You live your truth. Yeah. And they can live theirs. And if theirs is that, if that's how they see it or they want it to be, it's a shame. Mm -hmm. Judgment. (laughs) But I don't care. I know. I'm like at the point where I just don't care. I don't care. Thanks for playing. Am I I an asshole? Thank you. Maybe we're assholes. Tell us if you like it. Yeah. And tell us if you think that we're assholes. But don't be too mean. Don't be too mean. I don't think we're assholes. I think that I might be sometimes with the drunks. Like sometimes I have no tolerance for it. Uh And I think it's definitely something I could work Mm -hmm. on. I I think I need to work on when they're telling me their sob story or the reasons they can't quit or why they're such victims. And like some people have had crazy lives where I do have a lot of empathy for them. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, Mm -hmm. no wonder you're an addict. And I'm so, 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 so sorry. When someone's just drunk telling me I'm no fun or this or that, or like they're making it about me. That's an asshole. I know. And when they're assholes, which they are a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, fuck them. Like, I just don't, I'm getting less and less tolerant as I get older. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Which is totally fair. You just don't want that stuff in your life. Yeah. Are there any things that have happened in your life recently that you want to tell our friends about wrap up the season how was your summer how was your summer going getting through sober oh it wasn't our first rodeo we're coming to an end of the summer how we feeling yeah like this summer's kind of been like a little rough for me Mm -hmm. i would say Mm -hmm. we've been working really really hard on the podcast so like that's been really exciting Mm -hmm. the growth that we've seen since may on the podcast we've seen like some exponential growth which is awesome the but you should be so proud of yourself to know that like, despite there obviously yeah. being personal things that have been rough Just this the summer, writer's strike really fucked me. Cause like, yeah. I just, but and you, I mean, you it's haven't fucking turned everybody. to alcohol. No, You haven't true. turned to use, you know, where it's like in the past you might've. Definitely would have drinking. I would have been drunk all summer. Drink your sorrows away. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, it's been a great, like I said, the progress that we've made with the podcast. I just have been working so hard yeah. all summer. I really... And it's, it's been awesome. I went to Gibson's. I went to the Sunshine Coast. It was so beautiful. We went on jet skis. It was so much fun. Um, I went to a wedding last weekend in Squamish. It was beautiful. Um, but I, like weddings are hard to be at sober. And when they get really drunk at weddings, mm-hmm. like when people get really drunk at weddings, it's a little rough. But I think that going to Edmonton will be really nice. It'll be good for me. I go mm-hmm. on a flight to Edmonton tomorrow morning. Edmonton's just like my home in the heart of my soul. And it's just like so good to be there and relax like I just Mm -hmm. I don't relax anywhere in the world like I do in Edmonton like it's just there's nothing to do there I know I just went no not Edmonton but Alberta for the first time I just went to Banff with my boyfriend of Alberta it was so magical yeah it's so magical it's like so I'm so excited that you saw because like that like especially Lake Louise is like my heart but I need to go back there's so much more Lake Louise is just 
the heart of who I am. So yeah. What about I you? I mean, I've had a great summer. Yeah. I still, it's never enough of what I want. Oh, like I just, there's, especially living in British Columbia, there's yeah. so much I want to do. I'm such an active outdoorsy person. Yeah. So like I want to do like literally every hike, yeah. see every lake. Like it's just, absolutely there's too much, but I've done so many sick hikes. Yeah road trips, going to Shushwap Lake for a friend's bachelorette, going camping this weekend in Squamish, going home to Toronto for a couple weeks. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Be home, be with my dog, see my family, go to the cottage, all that stuff. See friends. So like, I'm excited. Just keep going with the podcast. It's been so nice. This is the second season. This is obviously the, we just started TikTok. Hopefully we have some viewers from TikTok and we just welcome you and it's so nice like to know there's people along here mm-hmm. on our journey and like it's now your journey too and we hope that we've been helping you and making a difference and impact in your life and you know if you've been struggling keep going if you need, have questions what's right your, in our can I ask DMs. you something hmm? what's your favorite thing about doing the podcast helping other people yeah what about you Mine's helping other people for sure but also one of my favorite things about doing the podcast has been seeing your gift of helping other people grow into like activating that gift Mm -hmm. and like you like you didn't you struggle to believe in yourself and watching your confidence grow around it and then watching like you have such a gift to help other Mm -hmm. people watching you activate that gift has been like probably like the best thing about it you're so sweet both of us though and it's been so nice for both of us another thing this is probably my second favorite is having this as a creative outlet like being a creative to my soul and like my core and who i've always been as a teenager i was so Mm -hmm. creative and visual art and just writing and all the things so actually pursuing that and executing it in some way is so fulfilling and it's just the beginning yeah we've only been doing this for now like eight months yeah really which it sounds like a long time but also it's like no time i mean not even a year to know there's feels like so long ago i know right yeah it was so scary putting out my story because it's like terrifying yeah so it's like saying be talking about going to rehab we came from the hospital and all these things but there's so many people who have had similar experiences or resonate in my story and your story mm-hmm. so to know and having friends reach out that we're unsuspecting or just random strangers who are now like people who care about what we have to say mm-hmm. and hopefully are helping them like means the world so thank you for tuning in we're going to take a bit of a hiatus have like a month off yeah from yeah. podcasting but we'll be active on tiktok and social media hyper content annoying, so don't yeah. worry you will be around us. you we'll won't be around. miss us and we're open to ideas for episodes in the coming season season yeah. three we'll be back in the fall definitely so stay tuned look forward to that yeah we hope you like our episode with the guest my best friend jordan welke and he did it. really well. He was great. He loved it. We had a he great time. It. He's just like the best human being. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, you guys. See you. Enjoy well, the rest see you of your on summer. TikTok in an hour, yeah. but <laughs> see you. Uh, Love you all. See you in the world. And stay strong. Keep going. Yes. If you're trying to quit, you want to quit, you can do it. Yes. Check out our TikTok and social media for more tips. Yes. We're going to be on there. We love you. Love you. Bye. Wish Bye. me a fucking happy birthday. Happy bir- happy 30th birthday. That's it's going to happen in 2 days when this when this episode comes back out uh-huh. it'll be happening yeah. in 3 days. Yeah. So if you don't DM me a happy birthday yeah. uh-huh. or follow on one of our accounts yeah, as my birthday present. I'm going to be mad. Subscribe tell all your friends. That's what you can give me you for my birthday. Growing. Yeah. Subscribe subscribe. And subscribe. I don't like being 30 so you better give me a you're present. You're 30 yet. If you feel old, then I'm old. So fuck you. No, but you're not the same as me. What do you mean? You're just like, <laughs> you handle it better than me. <laughs> you're, you're handling it better than me. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. 
you'll be fine. I'll be fine. Some of the best things of your life haven't happened yet. And all the best won't. things in my life yeah. hopefully haven't happened yet, well, Jamie. Some, but some great things have. Like what? <laughs> Not <laughs> as good as it's going to get. Yeah, of course. It's going to get better. It's going to get way better. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I hope so. So love you all. Okay. Love you guys so See much. Bye. Bye.